What up, fanboys, fangirls, non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop for the Culture, a pop culture podcast. I'm your lovely host, the franchise, and happy Halloween, everybody. Um, hope you guys stay safe. I know the weather's usually shitty on Halloween. I know kids will be excited to get out. I know it's a Monday. Kids get excited to get out of school, get in their costumes, and get candy. But make sure you watch parents. Make sure you watch what kind of candy they're grabbing. Make sure there's no razor blades in there. I've been, I've been seeing a lot of TikTok videos. And and apparently, then they're sticking razor blades in kids' candy. So make sure your kids are safe. Make sure you're helping your kids. I know they got set trick-or-treat times. But make sure to check their candy before they consume because that's basically what kids look forward to on this blessed occasion. And of course, in Hispanic culture, um, ours is actually, we celebrate Day of the Dead, which is on November 2nd, which is two days after Halloween. Tomorrow's All Saints Day, but tomorrow on the 2nd is also known as All Souls Day, or in Mexico, known, in Mexico and Latin America, known as Day of the Dead, which we have things called ofrendas. Or altars that we decorate with lots of flowers and favorite things that are departed loved ones love have their pictures and pretty much just a nice reflection and talk about what's good times ahead or relatives when they were still alive and a good example of that will be the movie Coco which I do recommend because it kind of pays homage to the day of the dead traditions so I do recommend Coco that's one good one I want to call it Book of Life is another one too as well because I didn't know that Katrina um but I would recommend Coco because it kind of talks more of the culture itself. So definitely recommend Coco if you're ever curious about Day of the Dead celebrations. I would say Coco is one of the good examples. Like I said, um, I know I'm seeing Target starting to sell like Day of the Dead stuff, which is kind of cool how Target's being more inclusive when it comes to like merchandise um, for all ethnicities. So it's actually really cool they decided to do like a Day of the Dead type of items and decorations. That stuff for Pride, for Afro. Um, African American History Month, all that stuff. So it's kind of cool. So definitely, if you're curious about Day of the Dead, definitely check out Coco. It's my movie recommendation. So a lot of things happened last week. A lot of new stuff happened last week. And I wanted to talk about that. Um, and then also I want to do at the end of the episode, give you guys some anime recommendations to watch during Halloween. So let's first get to the big one. Is pretty much the big thing that um, happened last week. Was, let me pull it up here is that Elon Musk has officially owned Twitter after his $44 billion deal was completed. And he's apparently he's making some changes on Twitter already. Um, about the infrastructure, and apparently this is an article that just got posted yesterday on IGN. I just could have pulled it up. It says here, Twitter reportedly plans to charge $20 per month for verification, even for those who already verified. This article is written by Adam Bank Hearst from IGN.com, and it says here, and I quote, Elon Musk, who now officially owns Twitter after this $44 billion deal was completed, is reportedly planning to charge users on the platform $20 a month to earn a covenant verification badge via Twitter Blue subscription. Furthermore, those who are already verified will have 90 days to subscribe or they will lose their verified status. Oh, and the team on the project was told they have until November 7th to launch the feature. Or they will be fired. I just noticed that when I opened Twitter this morning and and I saw this thing called What the Heck is Twitter Blue? And apparently Twitter Blue says here currently costs four ninety nine a month and allows users to edit their tweets, get early access to new features and more, but currently has nothing to do with verification. So it basically that's what it is. 
And like, if you remember, if you're like familiar with Twitter's about being, you know, that you're legit, that's who you are. It's just the account that's probably just so offensive, meaning that it is you. Before they never charged for it, but you had to like prove that that's you. And now, like, they're trying to get a little bit of money on it. And it says here, Musk has a spoken desire to address Twitter, verify accounts, and handle his bot problems. So that's basically what he's trying to do, is trying to pretty much get rid of the bots, pretty much get rid of the Twitter bots and all that, and pretty much, um, sorry, my computer's acting weird. <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay, what happens when you have a sound recorder in Discord, and it kind of like opens up at the same time? So now my computer's making all funny noises, so bear with me. Um, it's kind of weird, but um, like I said, with, with Elon Musk, remember, before, like, we talked about this, like, months ago, where at first he's like, ah, oh, that's too much, and of course, then the people, the shareholders of Twitter are like, no, you already agree, you're going to buy it, and and he had no choice. He had a, because he had that agreement, he had to buy it, and unfortunately, that's how it is, so. And now he's trying to make he's making a lot of changes. So um, we'll see how it goes. I do have a bunch of articles about it. Let me pull them up for you guys. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, sports wise, of course, the Eagles are still undefeated, the only undefeated team in the NFL. And I was watching the Bears against the Cowboys. The you know, Bears rocking the all orange uniforms. I think this is, this is the second. One. This is the last time they'll be rocking their orange knees with the orange helmets, which I did like. I did like the how they had the orange helmets with the navy blue. Uh, C, Wishbone C logo. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I'm a little parch. I'm over yesterday's game. One of the Bears against the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys will be a tough test. That Prescott's back. Justin Fields, you know, they're coming off that win over my um, New England on Monday Night Football. It was, you know, they were down a little bit in the first half. And, you know, they were coming back in the second half. And they were down, like, obviously up to, like, five points. And all of a sudden... Cowboys defense just woke up and the Bears made some costly decisions and unfortunately they got smacked by the Cowboys by 20 points. But, you know, uh, the Bears are a rebuilding team, so you just got to be patient, everybody. I know you guys want the Bears to win, but you got to understand they have to rebuild that franchise. You know, they're trying to rebuild all around Justin Fields and, you know, they're trying to, it's a young team. Think about it. They're trying to shell out the old contracts. I know Roquan Smith's deal is almost up this year and hopefully they bring them back. I know they traded off Robert Quinn for draft picks. So it's, it's a real building team, you know. I, I do see there's a lot of promise in the young defensive talent, but I mean, Vildor, honestly, he needs to step up. He's been with the Bears for three years. I could tell, like, Dak Prescott was targeting him, like, targeting the receivers or he was playing a matchup against. Good seeing Andy Jackson. Good seeing the Bears defense getting those takeaways with those interceptions and stuff, but Justin Fields, you know, he's proving a little by little. It's just the Bears running game. Still needs to get approved. I don't know, Dave Montgomery's trying, Khalil Herbert's trying. I think the Bears need better um, offensive weapons at the receiving position. I know the trade deadline's on Tuesday, but they got to see it. They got to try to get one more good receiver. Um, I know um, Mooney is kind of like Justin Fields' is like target, but he's always double teamed. He like he needs like a second you know, target. I mean, Cole Komet's a good like tight end. I know he got some few catches, but... You know, he's got to get more utilized. I need mean, Luke see to look like, hey, you got a good tight end in Cole Komet. You got Mooney. You got to find ways to get these guys involved in the offense. I think with Dante Pettis, including the St. Brown, they were getting a target as well. And you need to get that running game going. Um, but one thing is, the Packers are in the same boat as well. It's, it's kind of funny how, 
now the Packers are doing bad, and Minnesota's doing good in the division. They're like the main leader in the division, and the Bears and Packers and Lions are doing bad. But the NFC East really woke up this year, and wow, the records and like I mean, Eagles undefeated, and then you know it's it's an interesting time in the NFL, and you know I'm yeah I'm rambling around about sports, but that's the whole thing about pop culture. Sports are part of pop culture, so the whole thing is now we think everybody's just gonna stay along with the Packers. I don't know. I got an uncle who's a bear who's a Packer fan, and he's like. He went on Facebook and saying, oh, we should, our team should unite and work together and blah. Dude, you just never experienced being where we're at. That's the problem. You got stuck in title town. And you got to realize that maybe your quarterback doesn't have what it takes anymore. And maybe it's time for him to move on from the Green Bay Packers and look for better pastures. So, yeah, that's my take on sports. Um, of course, I want to talk about football, also known as soccer here. Um Big Mackey's was on last night, and the funny thing is, I went on UC TV, but I wanted to see the final. I'm like, oh shit, I don't have two day in it, which is uh, that'll be saying do some deportes network, and I have UC TV as my uh, TV service, and then I go and I look, I'm like, holy shoot, two day in it is available on YouTube, and I went, I'm like, okay, this is real or not? I went online, yeah, they announced it like three days ago. I'm surprised I didn't get an email from UC TV that they signed a deal with Univision to add in it to the base package and the Spanish package and good thing my UTT is like 65 bucks a month which is not bad compared to other cable services and I like it so I was able to watch the final between Pachuca and Toluca and honestly Pachuca was going to win it they did, they did so much in the first game the first leg and basically they were just playing defense and and pretty much stand up winning um, I can't wait this is like now the league is going to take a break a lot of leagues I think they're going to be taking a break this beginning of this month um, due to the fact that a lot of their players are going to go train with their national teams. As you know, the World Cup is coming up, guys, November 20th. The first World Cup during the winter, during the holiday season. Can't wait for Mexico. Honestly, they got a tough contest. I mean, they got Argentina in their group. They got Poland. They got Saudi Arabia. So they got those three teams that are going to go through the year and they get to the next stage. And then, of course, they hopefully look for that, you know, fifth game. That's our goal. Try to get past that fifth game. We'll see because, I mean, think about it. In the 2014, uh, 2018 World Cup, Germany was the favorite over Mexico. And look what happened. Chico Lozano scored that one only goal, and we knocked, and Germany was knocked out of the group stage. So Mexico, hopefully this year, I mean, there's a lot of injuries with the Catito Corona and, um, and Raul Jimenez, who are in nursing injuries right now. So Tata Martino has to find somebody else to replace it. They're going to say, why don't you get Bella? I want to get Chichito. It's him. I don't know if he's not listening to the fans or maybe it's the players that don't want to go to the national team. I don't know. Maybe they don't like his coaching style. That's something that Dr. Martinez has to figure out because, honestly, it's about time. You know, like most of these players on the Mexican team, either some of them already played in Europe, so they know a good deal of their opponents they're going to be facing. I think it's time for the 8-3 to get to that covenant third game, uh, fifth game. That's the only thing that's been eluded us for all these years. I mean, the next World Cup won't be until 2026, which will be here in our own backyard of the USA, Canada, Mexico. So, looking forward to it. It's the World Cup. Hope you guys are forward to who you follow. I mean, honestly, for me, I follow oh, Mexico and England. They're my favorite teams. But now, based on my ancestry, <laughs> when I did the 23 me months and months and months and months and months back, I have some Portuguese and Spanish blood in me, so I'll probably be recruiting for those teams as well. Oh, God, sorry, guys. My throat is parched. Sorry. <laughs> I was screaming loud in that Bears game yesterday. So, um, yeah, that's my take on sports, guys. I know <laughs> I'm trying to give a little bit of variety. 
I going back to more of Elon Musk and Twitter. Um, let me pull more articles. Like honestly, he's trying to make a lot of changes to Twitter. So just having that, and it looks like he is planning to do some layoffs. Let me look at here. I pulled this up on the Washington Post. It says here the article says Musk's inner circle worked through the weekend to cement Twitter layoff plans. It says here members of members of billionaire Elon Musk inner circle hold with Twitter's remaining senior executives throughout the weekend, conducting detailed discussions regarding the site's approach to content moderation as well as plans to lay off twenty five percent of the workforce to start. Alex Spiro, one of those celebrity lawyer who has represented Musk for several years, led those conversations. Spiro is taking the active role managing several teams at Twitter including legal, government relations, policy, and market. According to four people familiar with discussions who spoke in the condition of anonymity to describe them, as well as tweets from some of the people involved. Longtime Musk associates David Sachs and Jason Kalakanis appeared in a company directory over the weekend, according to photos obtained in the Washington Post. Both had officially company emails and their titles were staff software engineer. Musk's title in the directory was CEO, although the position has not been publicly announced. He refers to himself as Chief Twit. Um, this art, like I said, this article in the Washington Post is written by Elizabeth Dolskin and Tice. Hopefully, I'm not butchering the name. Zuki, sorry. <laughs> um, so the teams decided on what to expect to be the first round playoffs. We're just talking about a quarter of staff calling about 77,000, according to one of the people. Layoffs will touch all departments. Our expectations are supposed to be impact sales, product, engineering, legal, and trust and safety in the coming days. Um, after engineers, some Twitter's highest paying employees work in sales, but some earn more than $300,000 to documents used by the post. So he's made some cuts basically right now. Like, this is something is trying to make um, Twitter pretty much more like user friendly. I think it is just, like I said, just trying to get rid of the bots and make people verify themselves who's like influencers and stuff. He's pretty much trying to shake things up. So we'll see how, how that goes with the whole Twitter thing. You know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Probably see. I'll say, stay tuned for any more analysis and stay tuned on Twitter and see what happens. But like I said, I saw that Twitter blue thing, and it was interesting to see that coming up as well. Um, moving on to entertainment news. Before I do that, let me do a big shout out to our sponsors. Not only are we are hosted on our home platform Anchor, which is the best way to start a podcast. Um, I do want to mention, do a shout out to our other two sponsors. The first one being Poddex. Um, pod decks are unique interview questions, episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use the promo code TALKPOP for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have a more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the code TALKPOP for 10% off your order. And we're also sponsored by ExpressVPN as well. And you're probably wondering, what the heck is a VPN? It is a virtual private network. It protects your browsing and streaming with ease. You can install ExpressVPN. Sorry, baby. Sorry. You gotta understand cats like to be with me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, a little kitty. Right, going back to the ad reads. Sorry, guys. Going back to the ad reads. You can, if it, you can install ExpressVPN on any mobile device, smart TV, laptop, desktop, even a gaming console. 
So if you are planning to use public Wi-Fi when traveling, make sure to have ExpressVPN activated to protect yourself and your data, and browse safely. The following statements are actually from their website, and I quote, When you connect to ExpressVPN, your internet traffic goes through an encrypted tunnel that third parties, including your internet service provider, hackers, and government agencies cannot see into. Helps with privacy. Keep your whereabouts to yourself and surf with a peace of mind. When you connect to any ExpressVPN server locations, you get a different IP address and can make yourself appear to be in a different country. Avoid price discrimination based on location and help keep your identity private. When you use a VPN to connect to the internet, the VPN creates an encrypted connection known as a tunnel between your device and internet. The VPN masks your IP address with its own unique IP address in a tunneling process. The IP address is shared with thousands of other VPN users and makes it virtually impossible for anyone to trace your internet activity back to you. By using a VPN, your own IP address is masked or scrambled by the VPN, protecting your identity, location, identity, and online activity from anyone who wishes to find you through your IP address. A VPN protects your privacy unless you browse securely, but what if your VPN connection gets interrupted? Your browser and other apps won't warn you that you are connecting without protection. This is where a VPN kill switch comes in. If your VPN drops, the kill switch disables all internet traffic that protects your IP address and other sensitive information from being exposed. Once your VPN connection is restored, your secure internet access resumes. ExpressVPN uses an AES advanced encryption standard with 256-bit keys, also known as an AES-256. It's the same encryption standard adopted by the U.S. government and trusted by security experts worldwide. To protect classified information, it will take a hacker hundreds of years to get your information. You can access geolocked content using ExpressVPN by switching your location to 94 available international servers. For example, for me, I love anime, especially Studio Ghibli films. But I have Netflix. I don't have HBO Max. And I found out it's available internationally on Netflix. So I click on my ExpressVPN browser connection and switch my location, say for example, to Canada. And I refresh my Netflix, and I type in Spirit Away. Not only I get access to Spirit Away, but I get access to other Studio Ghibli films and many more Geolock content. It's that simple. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, no hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or the more popular $99.95 for a year, with savings up to 35% off a month. They offer the best in class security and encryption. There are no, they don't keep any activity logs or connection logs, so they never track you. They are rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot and the Apple Store. Right now, listeners of Talking Pop for the Culture get three months added for free by signing up using our link expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Link information is in the episode description. Sorry, guys. Uh, back to that. Um, sorry. Um, let me know if you guys have pets and they like to be with you all the time. And right now my cat is, he just wants to be with me. There you go, buddy. Now you're settling. <laughs> you know how pet like cats love keyboards and they love laptops? Sometimes they just want to hang out with you. That's what he's doing right now. My boy Cyrus. And probably thinking, oh, Cyrus. I'm thinking it reminds me of Cyrus Albright who's um in... Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I need to get back to that game for the Switch. Um, so, thanks for the ad reads. Thanks for our sponsors for sponsoring. Now, back to more news bits. Um, the one thing I did want to see, um, the biggest thing I saw was 
Um, James Gunn has been announced as co-chair of DC Films. And the funny thing is, I saw this thing on um, IGN, and it says here in this headline, James Gunn on, on signing to lead DC, Kevin Feige was the first person I told. Um, this is by Kenneth Shepard for IGN.com. It says here, according to James Gunn, the first person he told about his signing on to lead the DC Comics film universe was none other than Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios. Gunn revealed his tweet from his personal account, responding to the Natalie tweet asking the Suicide Squad director, hated Feige and Marvel, not he's heading to rival comic book company movies. Response, well, said the opposite, that Feige was the first person he told about taking on the gig, followed by Peacemaker actor John Cena. He also said, while DC and Marvel may be competitors, both companies share a common goal of keeping the theater-going experience vibrant and alive. Pretty much, I saw that his deal is pretty much um, a four-year deal. Um, and now they're not calling it the DC Extended Universe. Now it's going to be called the DC Universe. And um, basically, you'll see his last projects will be the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special set to debut um, on Disney Plus actually next month, November. Which I saw the trailer was actually freaking hilarious. Um, definitely something I'm gonna look forward to. And of course, yeah, the I Am Group series. And of course, next year we'll see his last work on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And hopefully, um, with Guns Promotion, um, pretty much will help you know usher in a new um, reboot, like a soft reboot to DC Universe. They'll mean with Black Adam, and it's like Black Adam's being like the first like phase. And I think with Henry Cavill coming back as Superman, looks like it's something I thought that was not ever going to happen. Spoiler, guys, you haven't seen Black Adam. Superman does come. Henry Cavill does return to Superman, which pretty much is like a soft reboot. Um, we we'll have to see how that goes. Hopefully, they're going to take their time. I think with James Gunn being one of the co-chairs on the doing the helm, and hopefully they'll build this universe good. I mean, they have all the rights to the characters. Hopefully, they build out good story. I mean, you got the Batman series with um, Robert Pattinson. You got the Joker movie. The Walking Phoenix. Um, of course, Shazam has proved to be successful to the point they have a sequel. So it's kind of find a way to make take those different you know universes and kind of mesh them correctly. I don't know what's going on with the Flash. Um, maybe they're going to recast a new Wonder Woman, a new Aquaman. We'll have to wait and see what James Gunn has in store. But congrats to James Gunn. You know, um, I love Peacemaker. Definitely check out Peacemaker on HBO Max. Um, um, I just wanted to talk about that and. We'll see what happens and um, see how it goes. I mean, all hats to them. And uh, we'll see how it goes with that. Um, one thing I did want to talk about today, uh, I saw last night, of course, with Fox having the Halloween stuff. Of course, the biggest thing that everyone was looking forward to was the Halloween Tree House of Horror 33 special. Which is funny because I thought last week's episode of Simpsons would have called not it was basically a, a full blown parody of it. I don't know, they did that just uh pretty much um pretty much to pull a Rick roll on the fans, thinking, Oh, that's a Halloween thing, or maybe it's just a way just to keep the people engaged. But there was um there was a Halloween episode. And one big thing I was looking forward to was the actual segment where basically the Simpsons take on Death Note, also known as Death Tome. Um. So not only have we got two Halloween specials, we got the Night special, the parody, and of course the, the infamous, you know, Treehouse of Horror. So, of course, you saw my hair, my ringtone, Persona Five. I'm playing that right now. I'll talk about it more later. Um. But the one thing was it had um. The, it had three segments. The first segment was called the 
the Pika Duke, which is basically based on the Baba Duke. And it, it, what I like about this one, I follow more like Maggie and Marge. So I kind of see like having Maggie more involved in the show. And it's like Marge gets like possessed by this monster who feeds on Marge's resentment that she always never gets had fun with the family and stuff. It's going to see Maggie taking action and, you know, her taking the spotlight. It was not a bad segment, you know, seeing Marge and Maggie's dynamic. We hardly see that in the episodes of The Simpsons. So it was kind of different, like Homer, Lisa, and Bart taking a backseat to it. It was actually good. I actually enjoyed it. Um, It was good. I mean, she, like the book, <laughs> like Marge um, breaking the book, and then it comes back. And um, pretty much with that. And, of course, the one I want to talk about more is the second one called titled Death Tome. Which is really good. Um, not only it was they took like the source material from Scooby Oba Takeshi's Death Note, titled it Death Tone, but they actually got the actual animation help from the studio that actually did the anime known as Doctor Movie. Um, and the funny thing was, they with the kills that Lisa writes. Um, Lisa pretty much playing like the role of Light Yagami, and and she ends up writing all the ways to die, and it, it was just crazy and. And um, pretty much, it actually follows um, the rule. The only rule that they changed was that Lisa could not kill the person twice in the same way, which is a little different than it was. But she that's funny how she starts with the heart attack and then she starts with different things. But it was funny seeing an episode on The Simpsons um, allowing to show those brutal deaths because it was like, holy shit, it was like blood and shit and stuff. It was like, holy shit, they can't get away with this on, you know, local television, on national TV, you know, Basically, no, they actually did a good job of it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Lisa's the character design, Homer's and Homer's character design, Burns. Like they, they more look more like human esque, and I can tell. Um, they were like the writers for The Simpsons enjoyed Death Note, and I can tell um the studio that did the animations for it really enjoyed The Simpsons, and then I like the looks they gave for the characters. It was great. And then the third segment was um close. It was like a parody on Westworld, which I had never seen. So don't shoot the messenger, guys. Um, so basically it's all the Simpsons, it's like Simpsons world, they become like the robots of this theme park and Homer becomes self-aware and he ends up getting the other replicant robots from his family and they pretty much try to get away and escape and end up killing people and you see like callbacks to the old Simpsons uh, segments and he's like, oh wow, we're Lisa, don't be alarmed, we're an IP. And they are finally escaping. But the biggest thing was when they escaped, they landed in Bob's Burgers hiding. You get a voice of um, of Dan Roberts uh, as uh, Linda Belcher, <laughs> making her guest voice, making her crossword appearance. But then it does a big call when they pans out the camera there in different lands. There's Bob Burgers land, SpongeBob land, um, Star Wars land, Rick and Morty land. It was all different IPs in the same universe, basically. Which was, I mean, honestly, this was a new, fresh take on also Horror. I mean, just what that's like, I think the biggest thing was the whole, I think what got more people's attention was that Death Toma, Death Note parody, so, I kind of like it, it was like something, like I said, something different, and something like, I mean, The Simpsons have been around for like a lot, this is season 34, I'm older than The Simpsons, that's how crazy it is, and they've been around for a long time, I think it was just a way to get people to look at that IP again, and like a new fresh take on it, and Know that they'll always be around. People grow up on The Simpsons, so I enjoyed it. It was great watching it live, and 
But you can check it right now on Hulu right now. You can actually find it on Hulu. And you can check it out on any of the 33 seasons that are airing on Disney+. Plus. So definitely check out that Halloween episode. It's on Hulu available. And then one thing on TV news was The Witcher, the series The Witcher that's on Netflix has been renewed for four season, but Liam Hemsworth is going to be replacing Henry Cavill as um, Geralt of Rivia. Rivia. Um, basically, I think what it is with Cavill pretty much returning to the DC Universe, I think that's pretty much what it is. Um, so Liam Hemsworth will be taking on the reins and keep the show going and his take as Geralt. So, um, they went on Twitter... Got the quotes right here. Netflix sure to use with the quotes from Cable. This is what Cable wrote. This is um from Adam Bankers from IGN.com. This is what um Cable said. My journey has gone out the Vivia has been filled with both monsters and adventures. And last, I'll be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four. In my steed, in my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hensworth will be taking on the mantle of the White Wolf. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Geralt and enthusiasm to see Liam's take on this most fascinating and nuanced of men. Liam, good sir. This character has such a wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving in and seeing what you can find. This is what um, Hensel wrote. As a Witcher fan, I'm over the moon about the opportunity to play Geralt of Rivia. Henry Cavill has been an incredible Geralt, and I'm honored that he's handing me the reins and allowing me to take up the White Wolf's blades for the next chapter of his adventure. Henry, I've been a fan of yours for years and was inspired by what you brought to this beloved character. I may have some big boots to fill, but I'm truly excited to be stepping into the Witcher world. So, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But let's go cool how Netflix is another season of the series. It shows how successful this series has been. Of course, next year will be the third season of The Witcher. will be released in summer of next year. But it shows at least there's a Netflix show that's actually staying on as well. So, I have to check it out. It's more based on the books. I know CD Projekt Red just announced that they're actually doing a remake of the first game, like a remaster of the first game for next-gen consoles and PC of The Witcher itself. I know there was a Witcher 2 for Xbox 360, and of course we have The Witcher 3 right now, Wall Hunt, but they did announce, CD Projekt did announce last weekend that we are going to be seeing a remake of the first game that's going to be available for next-gen consoles. But to keep in mind, now that Cyberpunk 2077 has become accessible IP, after the, the anime kind of helped bring people back to that series, and then so we'll see what happens with the Witcher remake. I know they I saw on Twitter they announced they are remaking the game. We just have to wait and see what when they get more like screenshots in the trailer. So hands off to Henry Carey from that character and good luck, Liam Hensworth. We'll see how it goes. I gotta watch that series. I know I got a friend that watches The Witcher that read the book, so where he's got that song. Toss a penny to Witcher. Toss a coin to Witcher, so definitely gotta check that out. So um, wanted to let you guys know what I've been playing this weekend. I've been playing Persona 5 Royale for the Switch. Even though I have it for PS4, I wanted to play a portability. And, I mean, yeah, there's a technical, like, a little graphical downgrade when you're playing portable. But I enjoy it now. I get to play my game series on the go. Um, I got Persona 5 Strikers on there as well. So, definitely. And it's cool because you get all the DLC included. You don't have to download anything. It's right included in the cartridge itself. Um, right now, I am barely... Go about to start the second palace of Persona 5 Royale. But if you guys need help, there's a lot of like companion apps. There's a lot of companion apps um, available for the Persona Royale series. Um, that you get stuck. I mean, there's some takes. I am borrowing a guide that from Neo Seeker that's um, really good and definitely something you have to look and see what that person did. 
Um, but definitely buy that game. It's one of the top RJRPGs. I know they announced Persona 3, Persona 4 coming soon to PS4, PC, and um, Switch. I play for those for next year. Played those series, but I never got the chance to play those because they were only in Japan only. They were released here in the West. And I know they just released those on Steam. So check those out. Um, other than that, uh, I've been finishing up Cyberpunk Edge Runners as well. I'm finishing up that anime. I just finished Sailor Moon. The original series. So I finished finally finished Sailor Stars coming to start with Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, I'm watching Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I said, I'm trying to catch up on these new animes. I know um, Spy Family Part Two is out, and there's these other new animes around. I know Romantic Killer just came out on Netflix. I mean, I'm getting notification on these new animes. I'm trying to like pretty much like finish the animes on my anime list. I have my watching queue. I'm already watching My Hero Academia again by watching the dub because I watched the whole series subbed. So. I only watch the films dub, but I actually want to see the subs for those films because I have all three films in my collection. So I definitely want to check that out. Give me Paradise of Season 6. I'm caught up on the manga as well, so I'm good. Um, Same thing with like One Piece. I just started rewatching. <laughs> I like fell off when they started Wano, but now I'm going back and starting from the beginning. I Control has like the HD uh, remaster of the first season, so so definitely need to go back and watch those. Um, on that, um, like I said, Halloween, um, it's a good time. Now I'm gonna watch like horror films. I know there's the Halloween movie series, there's a bunch of Stephen King films, the Blair Witch Project films, but I want to talk about things that don't talk about Halloween. That is anime film, anime. And I, I see this list, I'm like, uh, I picked up a few ones, but I have my own personal take of what animes you do want to check out for Halloween. And I want to share those picks for you guys. The first one to definitely go recommend if you enjoyed that Simpsons um segment on the Tree Hall of Horror. Sorry, guys. I got to get my kitty down. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead, buddy. Come on. Go ahead. All right. So let me pull that up. All right. Give me a few minutes, guys. I'm going to get my kitty real quick. So let me uh, pause this real quick. Be right back. Sorry, guys. I got my cat <laughs> taken care of. He likes to play with me, and, you know, he's two years old. I might as well say him from Sabrina Teenage Witch. So, back to the anime that I do recommend. That's a bunch of them out there. There's some that you might be able to see on, th- on other sites, but some are available on Country Roll. I'm going to pick out the ones that I see on this list that I do recommend to check out. These like my um, personal favorites that I definitely got to see myself, but based on the reviews, that's something I do wanna. I do wanna recommend. So here's the ones I do recommend. Um, the first one, of course, if you enjoy that segment, segment, of course, when it comes to horror, I do recommend Death Note. I do recommend Death Note. Basically, the plot is in Tokyo, this is like the high school student named Light Yagami. Finds a Death Note, a mysterious black notebook that can kill anyone as long as the user knows both the target's name and face. Initially, terrified of its godlike power, Light considers the possibilities of the Death Note's abilities and kills high profile Japanese criminals. Then, targets international criminals. Five days after discovering the notebook, Light is visited by Ryuk, a Shinigami, and the Death Note's previous owner, Ryuk, invisible to anyone who has not touched the notebook, reveals that he dropped the notebook into the human world out of boredom and is amused by Light's actions. So, like I said, definitely check this out. It ran for 
anime style ran for what's up here Uh, running for 37 episodes. It's actually um, animated by Studio Madhouse, who are done by the, the same studio that did um, the first season of One Punch Man. Um, you could definitely check it out on, I believe it, it is available on Busted by Control. But I believe it's also available on um, Hulu itself. I believe it's available on Netflix. Definitely check that out. Um, it's really good. I mean, Freaking Death Note. Another one, another collection you should check out is the Junji, Junji Ito collection. Junji Ito is a Japanese uh, manga artist who supposedly is like the Stephen King of the horror genre. So he wrote many books. I know Uzumaki is one of the manga that's being adapted to an anime, but there's a collection of shorts available on Crunchyroll called the Junji Ito collection, which pretty much is like based on short stories they wrote in a collective of, uh, of a manga collection. So definitely recommend that if what the horror fix? Um, I also another anime I do recommend um is Overlord because the character is an undead lich. Um, uh, I knew I talked about Overlord past an episode, but I don't want to go into details. Basically, it's an isekai episode, isekai anime with kind of like a horror theming because most of the characters are kind of like demons or dark elves or succubus or vampires, undead, and the, and the head of the guild of Nazarek is an undead lich, and basically it's an isekai which. The main character gets trapped in his character's body, and all the NPC characters that he and his guild created throughout this game become alive and aware. And he has to stay in character or survive and take his um guild, his the tomb of great tomb of Nazri, and conquer the world. But it has that kind of like that horror aspect of it. So definitely something you want to check out. It's called Overlord. That's available to stream on Crunchyroll and Hulu. Another series I recommend is also Parasite the Maxim. Which I'm going to pull out the information here. Parasite Maxim. Okay, here we go. I think I found it. It's based on a science fiction horror manga. It says, Parasite centers on a 17-year-old male high school student named Shinichi Izumi, who lives with his mother and father in a quiet neighborhood in Fukuyama, Hiroshima. Hiroshima, Japan. One night, tiny worm-like aliens with drill-like heads called parasites arrive on Earth, taking over the brains that are hosts by entering through their ears or noses. One parasite attempts to crawl through Shinichi's nose while he sleeps, but fails as Shinichi wakes up and enters his body by burning to his arm instead. And the Japanese version takes over the right hand and is named Migi in it at the Japanese word right. Because Shinichi is able to prevent Migi from traveling further up to his frame, both beings retain their separate in- intellects and personalities. As the dual encounters other parasites, they capitalize on their strange situation and gradually from form a strong bond, working together to survive. They give them an edge and battling other parasites, quickly attack the pair upon realization that Shinichi's human brain is still intact. She feels compelled to fight other parasites to devour other members of the species they're infected as food, while listening to Miki's help. So it's kind of like the evasion of the body snatchers type of thing, but this time it's like the parasite and the game character kind of work together to survive, basically. So definitely check it out. It's uh, based on a horror manga. The anime is out. It's called The Maxim. Um, definitely check out that anime. It's available to stream on Hulu and also on Crunchyroll. So definitely check that out. Another series um, that I want to recommend as well is called... Um, let me see if I can pull it up here for you guys. Soul Eater! If you enjoy... Um, if you enjoy Fire Force, so you're definitely going to love Soul Eater. Um, Soul Eater um, is written by... You know, Atushi Okiobo, who also done Fire Force. And the anime, I know the anime kind of changes, but it's um it's a really good series. 
Um, Soul Eater is set at Death Weapon Meister Academy, located in the fictional destiny of Nevada in the United States. The school is run by Shinigami known as Death. as a training facility for humans with the ability to transform into weapons, as well as the wielders of the weapons. Oh, Meisters. Attending the school are Maka Arbor and, his, and her scythe partner, Soul Eater. Assassin Black Star and his partner, Subaki Nagasukasa, who turns into various ninja weapons, and Shinigami's son, Death the Kid, and his pistol partners, Liz and Patty Thompson. The Meister students' goal is to have their weapons absorb the souls of 99 evil humans and one witch, which dramatically increases the weapon's power and turns them into death sites used by Shinigami. So definitely check out that series. The manga is really great. That's a manga I definitely got to read. And the anime is not bad. I don't do change a lot of plot from the manga, but the anime is still watchable. It's done by Studio Bones, who you know works on My Hero Academia. They worked on Full Metal Alchemist. Definitely check that out. Definitely check out Full Metal because it kind of has like that kind of dark type of theming as well. There's another anime I do recommend watching for Halloween. Um, other than that, I mean, that's all I have for this week. Um, like I said, I am looking out for people that want to be a guest on the podcast and stuff. I know it's 40 minutes. But if you're interested, I, I want to know about what your favorite items or favorite hobbies or interest in the pop culture world, like what your passion is for, feel free to tweet us at PodCult85. If you want to be on a future episode of the podcast, I would love to interview you guys. You know, it kind of feels weird not having a co-host, but it's how it is. I'm trying to carry the reins. I can only speak so much. <laughs> but I will have episodes dedicated on one topic. But if you have any ideas for episodes, let me know in the comments at facebook.com slash talkpop8520. That's our page which has links to the episodes. And you could send me a message on there. Also, check out our merch store at talkpopculture.threadless.com. I've got shirt designs with a new logo for the podcast. Also, some fictional company designs. I will work on some new designs from new merch later. Right now, you get your shirts, hoodies on there. Right now, I believe they have a false seal, so definitely check that out as well. And check out the backlog episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. So that will be it for this week. Have a happy Halloween. Be careful eating candy. It'll be cool to see some costumes. I'm going to try to be careful. You be safe as well. As always, geek on and take care. I'll see you guys again next week.